It's the TX Water Polo Podcast. We're back. Did you miss us? Hey, Joe. Uh, that's Joe Linehan in San Antonio. I'm James Smith in Austin. Um, it's been two months since we last chatted. That, Although I will say, before this, you asked me whether it had been like, it felt like six months since we chatted. But in two months, we last spoke the weekend before uh, the final spring high school, championship, high school championships in Texas. So there's a lot of, for us to cover, although we're going to do it pretty quickly today. But how's it going, Joe? James, yeah, it's nice to be back. We sorry switched. about the sorry yeah. about the delay, everybody. Yeah. Uh, well, we told we warned everybody. We said this is not going to happen at the same intervals as, as it did in the past, and so there you but go. But we will start months. back up at a, a lot more frequent time frame in August. That's what Joe says. Um, I remain unconvinced, but yeah, um, we're going to try to go every week and uh, during the high school season, which is unbelievable because. Um, I'm, it's around the corner. We're going to talk about that in a bit. We'll start with some other stuff first, but uh, it is approaching fast, man. So, uh, but before then is Junior Olympics. Um, I've got teams headed there. You've got teams headed there. Uh, we both have, uh, or well, I have my athletes, who are some of whom are in California right now for session one. But it begins, man. It's like this is the this is the three weeks or three weekends, really that mark kind of the end of the summer uh, USA water polo season. And here they are. We're going up to North Texas again. Yeah, it's going to be good. So good luck to all those teams that are going out to session one and session two out in Northern California. It's going it's to be a great event for them. I mean, I think it's been, what, uh, since 2019, since teams went out to California for JOs, yeah. right? So um, that'll be good. And that'll be just a success going there. And I'm sure the teams are going to do very well while they're there as well. So I'll be checking up on scores. I'm not going out there, nope. um, but uh, but no, I mean I'm 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 kind of gearing up for session three. I have a lot of responsibilities kind of up there as far as you know the oh, like the light, like the day job. Yeah, I'm like uh, yeah, I, and then I have a I have seven teams from Alma area water polo going as well. <laughs> it's uh, I we we spoke about it before because so the session took place in North Texas last year. It was it was. Um, I mean, you were involved in the whole process. I, I was, I almost said it was last minute. It's not last minute, but it was an idea to take advantage of availability in Texas where there wasn't necessarily a ver- availability in California to do the same thing. That's obviously changed this year, but I had questions about whether they would USA water polo would come back to Texas for a session three. And yet here we are again. And as far as I'm concerned, that's a really good sign. Meaning like this is something that could continue in the future. Yeah. And I believe that we, as far as USA Warpole, I think we want to keep the session three thing going as long as it's going to be a success this year. And I think there's over 160 plus teams that are going to be playing up like up in North Texas and, uh, and maybe even a few more than that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, this is, we have great facilities. Great um, facilities. And this is really just gives everybody an opportunity to play at a JOs. Yeah. There'd be people who, yeah. Your ability. And, and that's, and that's not to say that teams that are going to session three are not, at, are, are not as good as the teams that are going to session one, session two. Um, but the session one, session two, you do have to qualify. You can just choose to go to, to, yeah, to the session three. Yeah. So, so by nature, it's not going to be as the level is not going to be probably as high, but, um, it's still going to be very good water polo and teams are going to have a very good experience. And it's probably going to be a little, a little less expensive for teams to go to there North Texas go. than it is to California. So yep. um, I think it's going to be yeah, – I mean, we're using the facilities. Again, we have Garland. We have SMU. We have um, Dallas Jesuit in Highland Park, Louisville East Side, Louisville West Side. We have Keller. We have Southlake. 
and we're out and then we're adding the Northwest ISD Aquatic Center this year as well. Where's that? Um, that is the one over in Justin by the uh, racetrack. Oh yeah, yeah, which, I know which, that place. Uh, Thunder uses to, yep. to to host a bunch of nice uh, facility. Yep. We are not using the Denton pool this year, so okay. we're we're not using Denton, but but we added much nicer facility. So yes, <laughs> all, I'm all glad you said that. <laughs> all very good facilities with great local hosts, and it's and I'm really looking forward to this. This is this is going to be a lot of fun. It'll be a lot of fun for everybody. Joe, where is your hotel? Like, I don't mean the exact one, but it would, you know, all this is the conversation that happens amongst teams that don't stay all in the same hotel. It's like, where, where in North Texas are you going to stay? I'm staying right by the airport in Koppel. Um, I'm staying at the uh, primary hotel for USA Waterpole. Oh, okay. Um, right. That's and that then Hilton that'll Garden be Inn. at the Hilton Garden Inn in Louisville. Yep. Um, That's but the my, but my, but, but our team hotel is, the La Quinta, the La Quinta Inn and Suites in DFW North. Okay. So I know that it's right place. there by the hotel. It's right there by the airport as well. Yeah. And that's kind of easy access to 114. That can take you uh, north, south, east, west, or kind of wherever you want to go. I figure that's sort of like the mo- – I'm not from North Texas and uh, not from Texas at all. But uh, that seems to be the easiest way to get to – I picture it from Garland to Justin. Like that's – you sort of have to – take all of that area into consideration it might yeah but be i mean but people are like oh my god the pools are so far apart no it's they're no they're no, no, no further no. apart than in than in uh northern california joe oh my god i i mean again i was born in the bay area northern california what a pain in the rear end like i'm sorry you know it just i mean we had games in gilroy and then games at la Mirinda. it was just wow it's just a pain. yeah i mean and then and then you also have in even in yeah even in southern california just when games are just in orange county yes. if you hit it at the wrong time of day it, it can take you two hours how many people do we have moving to the state and they it's pretty funny because they'll they'll say uh you know well how far is it for me to drive to your practice and i'd say oh, it's an only it's a half an hour and they go well how far is that it's like 30 miles I'm like oh my god in a half an hour i'd get like a mile and a half in southern california so it's no, but overall, a good problem you know, to have but overall you know it's going to be it's, it's going to be a, a, a ton of fun I know a lot of people are asking about schedules and pool locations. That's that that'll be definitely coming out this upcoming. Yeah, Joe, week. where's the schedule? Come um, on. I mean, they, we're still just finalizing the schedule for uh, session two, and I think that that just got out um, either today or tomorrow. We are recording this on Thursday, and um, and uh, was it? Um, yeah, I mean, we, we there yeah, there is a process. We do session one first, we do session two first, then we do session three first, and we also have the the deadlines as late as possible to maximize. Of participation, yeah. So therefore, there will be. You're not going to get the schedule up two months out in, in, in advance. It's going to no. be about ten days of, before the tournament. So that'll be that. The ten days is about uh, like early to mid next week. So okay. When we end the show, you can just send me a, a secret version of uh, session three. I'll just wait there for that go. in the email. Yeah, that's I have two teams going: a 16 and under boys team and 18 and under girls team. It's and. Um, Last year was, you know, you think it's four days and you think, oh, that's kind of a long period of time. And it's like, I cannot believe how fast it goes. It might even go faster than ODP back in the day. You know, it is so fast, but it is so much fun that you pack so much entertainment into a short period of time. And of course, there's logistics and dinners and all that kind of stuff. It's just great. It's such a good time. And uh, I was just delighted by how it worked out in North Texas last year. I mean, I'm a fanboy, so that that makes a big difference, but I'm excited to go back up there again. It's just so much fun. 
Yeah, but you have you have two teams going up to North Texas, but you also have some kids playing on the Longhorn team. Absolutely, that are going out to possession one, yeah, possession two. Absolutely. So, so yeah. So I mean, it's it, this is this is going to be a ton of fun. Um, like I mean, like just like I'm looking forward to the ten U division. Like last year, there were only three teams in and all we of won. the session yeah. three t- gold uh, medal. Yeah. This year, there are seven or eight teams. That's awesome. I just love so, it. So to me, that's just night and day different. I don't have to sit there and build the ten U course. <laughs> and take it out oh come on three times a day yeah but um but this year we do we i mean it's going to be a there's going to be a 10 u course at kind of one of the bigger pools in yeah in like the diving well kind of area so they'll be at a pool with so they'll get to watch other teams and yeah and yeah and yeah and feel like they're part of it um but it's going to be it's going to be tremendous i think it's going to be huge and the championship site will be at garland Oh, it will. I thought it was at uh, Westside. All right. That's it was cool. at Westside last year. It's going to be at Garland this year. Cool. I think you give so, 10 and under is a little too much credit. I don't think they're sticking around to watch water polo. I know it's wishful thinking, but, you know, they are 10. It's just still, it's just so much fun to watch. It's my favorite, I, I think. I've coached the 10s. I'm not good at it. I don't. My patience isn't great, but it is so fun to watch. Like, it's just great. I yeah, and, and, uh, and my wife is coaching Holy our crow. 10 and under group. She's back. She is back. She hasn't coached for like six or seven years. And I even bought a gold membership and McCoy Linehan is um is listed on the roster. Yeah, but you got a <laughs> discount. I mean, come on. Let's be no, I'm not gonna say anything. So. Okay. McCoy but, is uh, on the roster. What number he's on cap? The roster. What cap has, number? Um he's number nine. Is that your had, number? No. We oh, just okay. had we just had uh we just had a total of eight players, of which we have no going. <laughs> so it's two through nine. Well, so um and uh but yeah, that that was just so he could be on the bench. I don't, I don't want a referee kicking him off the bench. I, I wish him the best of luck. I, I think his technique is not very good, I'll be honest. But, um, you know, you just chuck him in there, and then they play, and that's good experience. So, yeah, my well done, asked, Dad. Do you think I can call a timeout with two seconds left and put him in the water? I go, no. <laughs> <laughs> can he swim? How's he doing? No, 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 he can't swim. But she was saying with a life vest or something like that. And I go, no. <sighs> That'd be awesome. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, she's really looking forward to it. Um, it I mean, I'm just it's it, it it's going to be it's it's obviously a Geo's kind of whether it's session one, session two, or session three is the culmination of the summer training. Um, and you know, it's it really it's, is. Uh, it yeah, it's going to be huge. I mean, and we've had a ton we've we've had a ton going on this summer kind of already too. So Southwest Zone Festival was this new feature. I mean, because you know, Geo calls. We just talked about how you have to qualify to go to sessions one and two, and that's going to re- you know that that's going to remain the case for a long time. Um, but the the addition of the festival as a sort of corollary to session three was uh, you tell me you were the host but i mean it seemed to work out really well like there are a lot there's still lots of interest um there were some people who didn't go to the festival because they knew you didn't have to go in order to qualify for session three so there's a little disconnect there but not much i mean it's still it was still basically that same sort of um you know that sort of hyped up environment where you're there for qualification and more it was it was a very well done thing i love that pool too I mean, it had, I mean, we ended up with a good name for it because it did have a festival type atmosphere. Right. And there were the five different courses going. Uh, I think all the teams were, yeah, just, yeah, just, yeah, just had a, had a fun time playing. Um, the teams that qualified on, and did the qualifier on Friday got to stick around and play more games over the weekend, which right. was a very big benefit to them. Yeah. Um, those teams that were going to session three still had a tournament that weekend, which is, which was important to them. And uh, and 
and overall, I thought, I, I mean, that was a big experiment, right? So, and I, and my hope is, you know, we keep the number of teams that are in the festival, keep going more and more, mm-hmm. or at least stay the same. But we have the teams that are trying to go to session one, session two, keep increasing. Yeah. So therefore, you know, the number of clubs, the number of teams that each club has keeps increasing. And, but then all of a sudden we have, during the same weekend, we have a qualifier that has 30 so teams that are trying to go and, and qualify for session one, session two. Then we have our, our, our 60 plus teams that are doing the Southwest Zone Festival. That's just going to show growth. And I think that's where we're headed. We are headed to not just five courses, but something like 10 courses yeah, at one that time. That makes sense. Yep. And, um, and that's just, that's just, that's just where we're at. And it's, and it's a lot of fun because I mean, there was, I mean, there's a lot of clubs that had they had that had more teams this year than they did last year, um, and there's and there's some new and there's some new clubs out there too that are playing. There's gonna, and there's more clubs that are coming on board here soon, no, especially after the whole high school season. There's gonna be more clubs that are gonna pop up, and um, so. But overall, um, again, just a big a big shout out to CFWPC that was the local host for the Southwest Zone Festival. They stepped up in a big big way to be able to host that, um, and you know. That is a that is a zone run event, so that's going to still be a premier kind of run event. I'm sure it'll be even slightly different uh, next year than than what it was this year. But um, yeah, I mean, it was this is that was kind of like the premier little event in our zone prior to um, uh, JOS, and then the other tournaments out there. You got to give a shout out to the Welcome to Texas shootout. So thank you to all, all the Northside people that yeah that did that. That's uh, again a great facility there. We had the endless summer classic in June that yeah that uh, that that Thunder hosted, um, and then you had the Sogo tournament, <laughs> yeah, which, which 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 was split up, and we'll talk about that here in, in, in a second. But I know you and I were both at the 18U one down in Pearland, and yeah, I think I lost 20 pounds. I was going to say I went through I went through f- uh, six shirts. Um, that's not a pretty sight. Nobody wants to see that. I had board shorts with me, and I didn't see any reason why I couldn't just jump in. I didn't, but I there just really is no reason not to. It was so a little backstory. Okay, we we have to preface this by saying that Southside hosted. They did a a, a very good job, and the tournament went off, you know perfectly well but holy crow that facility is always really hot and it was as hot as i've ever been into uh, uh, at any facility at all um i was thinking about um it's not is it angleton the outdoor tournament in houston where the temperatures out there could get very hot but it was still not like as oppressive it was just so sweaty yeah well well, well, the one in angleton was in early april was in april true true. so well the year before yeah um but then this one you know um, you know, I think across Texas, it's been a hundred plus for yeah. a month and a half. So, yeah. you know, that's pools, pools can handle it until it's like in the nineties. But once yeah. it gets up into triple digits, you know, it's hard to keep the inside of a pool, like, you know, kind of pleasant. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was, it, it was a little hot. Um, but again, again, uh, kind of thank you to the South side people for, for hosting um again we wouldn't be able to have our kids play if it wasn't for these teams that are that are hosting and also thunder hosted the 14s and 12s up in north texas and i think that's the way that we're going to be moving forward with the various tournaments now yeah um but... you know now granted i do know we 
kind of like where we have split tournaments where you have one club we have we have oh kind of one club hosting the 18 16s in one location or multiple locations and then you have another club is hosting kind of the 14s 12s in us yeah in uh separate locations now one thing that i think we could improve upon from what happened um at during the sogo is have those two to have those two clubs in the same area that has to happen that's my um, opinion just just for the simple fact of you could have a coach that can coach at, completely uh, uh, like at, at one age group in one tournament on Saturday and then switch for Sunday or you have parents that have the younger kids you know they can all travel to one area and then they can split up there it's a little bit easier than trying to for have sure. a kid go to Houston and then a kid go to Dallas um, but I do think we are moving towards the model of because it's I mean the other alternative as opposed to like, you know, I think we're moving towards a model of like having the 18, 16s and having 50 plus teams play in three, four courses. Right. Um, and then having the 14s, 12s play in three plus courses. Right. Um, and yeah, and having their own 30 to 40 teams. I think we're moving in that direction. I mean, if like if you add that up, that's about 70 to 80 teams. Right. Um, that's too much. I mean, if a club wants to host it, you're talking like, probably about seven or eight pools. Um, they can do that, sure, but that's a lot to do. Yeah, it makes sense to split it up. I mean, yeah. I the the part about it being split between clubs is not the issue for me, at least. It was, and and just to be clear, it's like it didn't have a huge effect on me. And we had a we, we made a couple of adjustments because we, um, you know, had the option of sending teams both to north and south based on age, and then you got to allocate coaches, and the families are sometimes split up and that kind of stuff. So it's this is not like it doesn't keep me awake at night, but it is so much better when you do set something up even if it's two three different clubs hosting in the same geographic area um it's it's we've been heading that direction anyway so as as you well know but uh, that that to me is perfectly sensible and especially when you've got these areas like north texas and they've got two three clubs three four clubs whatever and they've got facilities all over the place that are within driving distance then uh, you know it just makes perfect sense yeah i mean it's i mean it's it's gonna be great i mean we're we're moving towards a lot more events. I believe it. A lot more pools. I believe and, it. I mean, and I think for the time being, we're going to keep the events on the same weekend. Just you're just going to have to be spread out a little bit. Yeah. Um, Makes and sense. so therefore you don't like have, we're not, I don't think we're aware we're going to have an A level tournament or a B level tournament. We're not there yet, but, um, but we're definitely moving to where, you know, it's going to be a lot more. And once we get to 2023, we have a calendar that's going to be set for the next few years. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Let's so. talk about that when we come back. We'll, um, th- th- that and obviously a very important story for Texas collegiate water polo. So uh, we'll uh, come right back. Hey, this is Tony Azevedo, five-time Olympian. Uh, you're listening to the TX Water Polo Podcast. CX Water Polo Podcast. We're back. Um, we are catching up really on two months of material here. So um, leading that list is um, I'm stammering because I'm so pleased with, I mean, just think about it. Austin College started playing varsity water polo um, in 2018. They, I think they played one club season in 2017. I think that's right. And here they are. They 
compete in their first ever Division Three championships, and they place third. I mean, it is, you know, it is astounding, really. I mean, this is, and it's also a good story for those who might be interested in starting a program. I know that there's a new one at Fullerton and, um, you know, uh, Sienna or, uh, uh, Wagner has a, you know, men's team and all new relatively new programs. Um, this it's is, just this good is for those that are thinking about starting a team in Texas. Right. Yes, absolutely. I still hear people talking about, Oh, I'm sure a and going to do it. I was like, Nope, no way. A&M or you, uh, and you tier a little while away. <laughs> you and I disagree on that. I think a little while away means never to me. I don't think they're ever going to have it, but there's plenty of other schools. I mean, we've talked about it a million times like Trinity and Southwest and all that, but uh, congratulations to Mark coach, Mark Lawrence. And that, you know, that's a group that was together for four years and they went through COVID together and, you know, not, not entirely, but mostly from Texas. And, uh, they go out there and they, you know, tear it up. I'm, they had a great season. They finished third. Um, and they gave, uh, Whittier a game for a while too. So it, it, I was very pleased by all of that. And I think they gave a lot of good teams, a lot of top lot. teams, good games throughout the year. Yep. And, um, and I'm sure Mark, and Coach Mark is is yeah is very happy with the third place, but I'm yeah yeah, but I'm sure he wishes that it would be first. Yep. And um, and I mean he'll take the third place, but you know, and I think that you know he's going to keep pushing that program. It's going to keep getting better, and um, it's and not just on the women's side, but also the men's side. So, you know, Austin College is a very viable program for all Texas athletes to go attend. For sure. You know, it's good water polo. It's good coaching. It's a good school. If you want to stay in Texas and play varsity level water polo in college, that's the place to go right now. Yeah, Mark Lawrence, coach of the year. I know for a fact that he's attracting attention from other from other programs. I know it, and I, I just he's done such a good job. It's very hard not to want him to just stay, and I think that's going to happen. But uh, but it, it it's a uh, he's done a really phenomenal job. Like there's other people who could have taken that job and i just don't think they would have done as well like uh, he's done really well so good for him congratulations to them i've got two players who just graduated so i'm um, obviously really proud of them and uh, i'm looking forward to seeing more of them in the future too so well done yeah. and a couple of other things that we have to catch up on a little bit was texas high school state championship right yeah you know i didn't go so but we do definitely need to catch up on that so i mean uh, congratulations to absolutely both. Uh, St. Mark's on the boys' side and Flyer Mount on the girls' side. Um, I did go and I watched some games and it was great. Um, you know, uh, Dawson gave uh, St. Mark's a run and uh, you didn't really know who, who was going to win that one. And then Flyer Mount kind of held off Southlake in the championship game on the girls' side. Again, that was a low-scoring game. It was a one-goal game in the fourth quarter. So it ended up being two really good championship games and a very good way to finish off the 50th Tisca Water Polo State Championship. You know, we've been talking about the history, and we obviously during COVID, we went over the history of both high school water polo and other stuff in Texas in pretty great detail. And I look at these sort of like, uh, you know, geographic trends. And it's been a few years now since the, you know, North Texas has sort of you wouldn't say dominate, but they've won state championships, both, both boys and girls. And so to me, it's just, it's, well, it's a bit of a suck up to you, Joe, because I think you really helped grow the programs up in North Texas, but the the fact that it has done so in such a comprehensive way is just so fascinating. It's, you've seen, you just see this over history, you know, and now, 
um, just to segue a little bit, you've got all these teams that used to be the best teams in Texas from San Antonio that are coming back into the fold. And so I'm just super excited to see how, and we're sort of moving on to this fall already, but like how, if and how things are going to change geographically, is it going to go back to Houston? Are there going to be really good teams in Austin, et cetera, et cetera? I'm absolutely fascinated by this. It's going to be up in the air. I mean, I think there's probably four or five boys teams and four or five girls teams that could conceivably win the Texas State High School of first UIL state championship. Um, and you know what? And that can change. I mean, it's it's going to be it's it's a much different format this much year. Much different. Um, you have to go through the by district, the district, the light, the light, light, the region champs. Um, this and these are all single elimination. Uh, competitions here yeah. right so if you have a bad game and you lose you're, yep. yeah you're done and this is this and this is the same thing that volleyball and basketball and, and kind of football do too so you know this is it's 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 truly going to be uh it's going to be the final four which is in san antonio this upcoming uh, uh fall which pool it's going to be hosted at the northeast isd uh, uh aquatic center okay um and that'll be at the josh davis uh natatorium um, and that is, uh, and that's going to be a ton of fun there. That's, and you know, it's kind of, it's kind of curious to see what the relative strengths of the different regions are going to be because, because you have some Houston teams that are up in, that are in region one, along with some North Texas teams, you have a predominantly kind of, kind of Houston region. Then you have some different Houston teams that are over with some Austin area yep. teams for region three. Yep. And then you have the predominantly like the San Antonio and South type region, which is um, the region four. So um, it's going to be, it's going to be fun. And I mean, and the, really the fun part is going to be is, you know, everybody's going to get through the season, right? Yes. And then yep. how do people attack it? And kind of kids are going to, are they going to play club? Um, coaches are going to get more kind of, they're going to go out there and, uh, and yeah, and learn and get better. And how are they going to attack it for, for the second year of UIL, the third year of UIL, what new schools are going to be adding? Yep. Um, because you know, like a school that has never really played high school water polo, um, Highland Park up in North Texas, I think is going to be an extremely strong team. Yes, extremely strong team yeah. on both the men and the and the women's side. Yeah. And I mean, they have a they have club they have club players on yeah, on both sides and. You know, and I mean, there's gonna be other schools that are gonna are gonna be like that coming out, not necessarily right away, but down, but but definitely down the pipe. So, um, it's gonna be a whole lot of fun. And I mean, and right now, this is it. This is what early July or almost mid July now, and you have a, you have teams that are trying to figure out their season. Still, you have teams that already have their entire season schedule. Yes. Um, you know, by this point next year it's already gonna be scheduled for like six months. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's just this, this year's this coming off the spring season. You got the summer. It's just, it's a lot. Right. And, um, but I'm looking forward to just seeing that planning is going to be a lot more out in, in, in advance and, and at all levels, it's not just the schools and tournaments it's going to be referees. It's going to be a lot of different things. Um, but I mean, it's just going to be, the second year is going to be much different than the first year. The third year is going to be much different than the second year. And I'm and I'm just looking forward to the growth of it too. So, and what I mean by that is, you know, we have X amount of teams playing this um, this fall, right? Then I'm hoping it's going to be X plus uh, 10% in 2023, X, and then 2023 plus 10% in 2024, et cetera. So. 
We've talked about this before. I, I would just add a slight note of pessimism in the sense that the uh, it would not be surprising at all if we have about 200 teams listed this season. First of all, I'm not quite sure all of them. It's going to be less than that. Yeah, it's going to be less than that, which is fair. This is this is not bad news. This is good news. We're talking about big bigger numbers than we expected. So maybe it drops off a little bit next year, but then the following year, I could see it absolutely. Well, I don't think it's going to drop off next year. It's going to probably be end up being about 150 to 160 teams that end up fully playing this this upcoming fall. fall. Yep. Um, But I think we're you're going to add some major schools and school districts that are going to be adding. That just they weren't necessarily quite ready for this fall. Totally fine. Exactly. But they're getting ready for 2023 or 2024. Yeah, that's completely understandable. Totally. And then there's a bunch more school districts that, you know, it's on their radar. And they might just be kind of kind of seeing on how it does. But they're fully intending to add water polo in the coming years. Yep. I mean, you were there. Um, just the West Region Championships, which for years... Um, has been some, you know, 20 or fewer teams essentially um, from all over the West region. And suddenly this year you've got, I mean, way more and brand new teams. Now there's a, I mean, some teams are going to Western Region Championships that are just learning how to play. Like, literally, they, they, don't, they don't know what they're doing. And that's the whole point is, like, to get them started. But it is – I couldn't tell you how happy I was to see all that. It's like these these schools that I didn't even know really where they were. And, like, here they are. They're playing in the West Region Championships. Or, the, the you know, there's a tournament prior to that that was in San Antonio. It was just great. Um, and that seems to be – that's what I'm – it's almost overwhelming, Joe. It's like there's so many new teams it's hard to follow. Uh, and oh, it, it used is. to be sort of manageable, you know, at least mentally you could manage like, okay, here are the, basically the core hundred teams or something like that. You know, um, it's just, yeah, but that, it's just but that's amazing. What I'm saying. It's, it's, it's going to get through the season, right? Yep. And there's going to be some ups and downs and you're going to have teams that are going to be playing 10 games Yep. or whatever. Cause they didn't get a chance to schedule. Tournaments yep. or no, it's going to be games. a struggle for some. Yeah. But then there's going to be teams that are going to play the full slate of 25, 27 games. Yeah. And, um, but then I think those teams that play 10 games this year are going to play, are going to play 15, 20 next year. And they're going to, they're going to build up. And it's just, it's, that's that it's just make it better in 2023, make it better in 2024, make it better. It'll in 2025. Be. It will be. Yeah. And I think everybody is really on the same page about making it better. And, um, and I mean, and, and that's at all levels. That's the number of games. It's the level of play. It's, it's the coaching level. Um, it's the organization level. Um, you know, it's just this is the this is the first sport added since the late nineties. Yeah. It's not like people Wrestling. It's not like this happens each year. Yeah. So um they're I mean, and I believe the UIL kinda kinda gets that and they understand that. Uh, there's gonna be some growing pains, but you know, it's it is it is exciting to see the Very. possibilities. It's exciting to see the different schools play. It's exciting to see the excitement. <laughs> And um, um, I'm just, I'm just, uh, I'm just jacked to see the whole like to yeah, you got to see it kind of come to fruition. And it's great that we're starting off with uh, JO's uh, session three on July 28, 29th, 30th, and 31st, and then boom, Monday August yeah. first, first practice. Hey, I got people Let's talking go. to be like having first scrimmages on August sixth, you know, and th- that's a period of time that usually is kind of down, you know, like I mean, not necessarily for high school, but. You know, after JOs, it's your time to sort of exhale, but there's no time, man. It's going to start right away. Here, yeah. here's, here's one thing that I'm curious about um, for, and it's both of us, really. 
is I, I am absolutely, we, you talked about it earlier. The number of clubs has already increased within the last few years. And it's going to, I suspect it's going to explode. Like there's just going to be more clubs that are, some of them might be based entirely on whatever high school and some are going to be development programs. I, I like having a development program. I don't care what high school you go to. Um, but the, the relationship between, a, let's say, a club like mine, a club like yours, with coaches who are not high school coaches and the local high school teams. I mean, I, I have uh, uh, hired Tom Arredondo for my club because he's the high school coach and we've been to, you know acquainted and friends for some time. And that is like uh, that's my mission in my in my mind is to obviously to train the players but also to train the coaches. And uh, I'm just, I, it's just so ex- cool and exciting to see that the, we're going to increase numbers already because of UIL. Um, and I'm talking increased numbers that are, you know, 12 and 14, not, you know, we're tr- they literally send me notes saying we're getting ready for high school water polo. And they're like, okay, come on, on board. I, I'm, I'm just, I'm absolutely stoked about it. And I'm curious about how our relationships with the high school programs in this area are going to, are going to go. No, it, no, it's, 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 that's up to you really. Right. So, um, and I think that it, I have them too. I mean, this is the age old question, right? You know, club or high school, right? I, I firmly in, uh, oh, in, I in the belief more. that club should support high school. And I think the high school should support club. And I think it's a win-win relationship there. Um, but I also know I'm not, I mean, I'm not naive to think that, you know, there's club, there's club soccer out there that, you know, there's some club soccer coaches that are telling their kids, yeah, not to play high school. Oh, I think, no, 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 and, no, no. Yeah, and I think we're 20, 25 years away from that. No, yeah, hopefully, if ever. Um, I hope That's I, a joke. I, and, and then I hope I never see that. But That's uh, a joke. Those, but, those, um, those, are, those are soccer football coaches that are clueless about the American scholastic experience. Clueless. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, it's, it's not that they're clueless. It's, it's, it's it's who are the parents going to listen to. And, um, but I think it's, it's going to be a win-win. I mean, like all clubs out there, they should embrace the high schools. They, they should see how they can help out club coaches get on, on, on the pool deck and referee, you know, I'm if, doing it. I mean, I mean, if you used to coach high school and you can't now because you're not a full-time employee, go, yeah, kind of, kind of go rough. You'll make a lot more money. Yeah, man, did um, they bump up those prices? I'm... And um, and uh, was it um, it's 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 again, it, um, and I know you hate it, but it takes a village, right? So it's gonna take a lot of people to do this and make it happen, and but it's gonna be some bumps in the road, but that is that is what we're looking for, and you know, like it's it's gonna be it's gonna be worth the effort. The process is gonna be worth it for sure. It's just it's uh, that uncertainty is actually part of the excitement, and it is there is a good deal of uncertainty. It's again, I can speak from experience here locally. Like the high school teams in our area are having problems finding, but less problems. I think they're solving problems, but they had problems finding places to train during the fall, and so this is the process you and I are talking about right now. It's like we have to, you know they have to start to figure these things out, and some teams are going to have it easier than others, but they got you know again they just have to jump through these hoops and find it solutions and they are it's just what it's just going to be again fascinating to watch it happen i'm i'm uh, very excited as you can tell oh it's going to it's going to be fun well james we're we're going to talk again here um what a week after jo's right i don't know what do you think so a okay. week after jo's so good luck to everybody that's out there that's playing uh session one session two obviously but also good luck to everybody that's at session three i'm sure i'll see a whole bunch of people kind of up there 
it's going to be a it's going to be a ton of fun over the next two and a half weeks here. It's going to be a lot of water polo. A lot. It's be, it's, I mean, I mean, and we're and we're culminating in I'm, session three I'm in bringing, Texas. So we're bringing six again, shirts. Again, the like the age group kind of season's ending in Texas for for, for the summer for our, our country. Yeah. So um, it's going to be um, it's 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 great. Now I'm just really happy that we have. I don't even know the exact number, but it's like almost 70 teams from Texas alone that yeah. are playing at Amazing. one at one JOs or another. I and I look at it in terms of clubs. Like you, 70 teams from X number of clubs and the number of clubs is, you know, I, I moved here full time in 2013 but was here in 2011 and the number of clubs is double, maybe uh -huh. more. It's like it's like tripled or or quadrupled. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's just amazing. Um uh, the, any division or any NCAA coaches who are listening to this podcast, please get in contact with me. If you are coming to session three, then I'm going to be sticking an uh, iPhone in your face and we're going to have a conversation, a brief one, and uh, we'll love to have you as part of the so podcast. So you just basically gave them a reason not to contact No, no. They they love it. They love it. They want the publicity. It's uh, you know, it's part of the job, you know? Do you think anybody's actually still listening at this point? Not on this podcast itself. They've all dropped off, but, you know, j there's a few lifers out there who want to hear everything to the very bitter end so it's really for and them. thank you for the tens of people that are listening so. 10 or 11 at least at least hey, look it's been two months i'll bet our numbers are pretty good because people have sort of been waiting around for it at least a little bit in theory we will see we will all right see. hey my best to mccoy i hope again i hope he's uh, training well and he's getting ready for junior olympics um, i'm excited about that but for us that's it thanks for listening telling a friend about the tx water Polo podcast uh, and the total water Polo podcast if you want to support us go to tx water Polo. no you know what i'm i've stopped doing that i'm not taking donations anymore i want to super quickly but incredibly grateful for those who've donated some of them are you know bigger donations than others it doesn't matter i'm just super grateful but i've stopped um because we we stopped and it doesn't seem fair at all to take donations. There are people who had subscriptions and just kept sending me money. And I, if you didn't get reimbursed, let me know, but that you should have been. And I'm not taking that money anymore. We'll reconsider that in the fall. If things get really busy, then paying for our time is helpful. And But other than that, we're uh, we're no longer taking donations. But regardless. And it's paying for James' time because I don't, I don't see any of that. So, you, you, uh, yeah, you got a new mic. <laughs> I could get a new mic. I'm out just of that. playing. You have thank headphones. You, thank you for all I'm the, trying to send you headphones, and you wouldn't say you wouldn't take headphones. Thank um, you for all the donations. I, yeah, and I kid. <laughs> With that, until next time, so long from Austin.
This has been a production of TWP Sports, LLC.